Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the marvelous Mozzie, my uh, co-host. How are you doing? I'm doing so well, man. How are you feeling today? I am great. I've probably used Marvelous before because I've used a lot of the alliterations, but like I said, it differently this time, so it counts as a new one. I feel like Mrs. Maisel, baby. <laughs> I'm feeling marvelous. Oh, man, but so we are recording on Friday afternoon, so it's um, a little late to do our review from last week, so we're just going to go ahead and get into week nine. Um, yeah, so with the you know election happening Tuesday, kind of missed a... A window there to to do some of the review so we're gonna go ahead and just skip over what we watched last week and go into what we're seeing next week and we'll probably tie in some things that we did see last week as we do those anyway yeah for sure for sure and um we already had uh our thursday night game which with all the injuries became a uh shellacking yeah i do want to say like a healthy niners team this is a way closer game. Yeah, and they had no in one. favor of San Fran. Yeah, Nick Mullins just isn't good. <laughs> yeah. No, he's only good when he comes in to start like during a game, not when he starts a game. Right. It's like, like Nick Foles. He comes in after, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that Foles Fitzpatrick thing. You have to come in like, you know, with no middle. expectation yeah. like, oh, this guy, like, oh, this guy. Exactly. But yeah, Devonta Adams is nuts, and Rogers hates the Niners. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, I passed on him, and you know what? I just think he's one of those guys who will never let them uh, live that down. Nah, it, Petty Rogers, man, it's another breed. Uh, <laughs> so next up, we've got Denver at Atlanta, or I guess I should say, first up, we've got Denver at Atlanta. Um, yeah. Right now, we both have Atlanta. I, I wrote UG here though, because. Uh, like, it feels like one of those spots where Atlanta could just, like, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I Denver has won a few games now with Lockback, and they had a really great comeback win against the Chargers. And it's like, how much of that was on the Chargers? Yeah, uh, I mean, I could see, like, amount. the same thing happening, too. Like, it's the teams that blow the leads, but... Um, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, right now, the main thing is Calvin Ridley is uh, questionable. We'll still get uh, Friday practice reports in, maybe as we record. But um, that's kind of the big thing to watch. And then on Denver, we know that uh, it looks like Glasgow is out. And, of course, Jawan J. So that's that's a reason to favor Atlanta a lot, regardless of Ridley's status. But uh, fantasy-wise, who are you liking in this game now that it is up to a uh, 50-point total? Um, I think I like both the tight ends this week. Um. That's for Denver, or like the, both the starters, <laughs> uh, both the starters, like as in Hurst, and I'm assuming I don't know if Fant is back. Is he back? He was back, yeah. Okay, so yeah, probably Fant too. That's a, so yeah. What you mentioned there, that's sort of my big key matchup here in this game is that the uh, Broncos' right side of their line is kind of struggle busting right now because they don't have Glasgow. They lost their right, starting right tackle earlier in the year, uh, so they get Grady Jarrett and Tack McKinley, who. You know, Tack McKinley, I don't know. What is he doing, baby? <laughs> yeah, that's that was the weirdest self dunk. Like, is he trying to, like, super big brain? For those who didn't see, he tweeted, like, wanting to be traded and, like, dunking on himself for only having 17 and a half career sacks. That's like, yeah. what's he doing? So. <laughs> Task failed successfully. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, 
Um, but yeah, that means to me, I have seen a good pass rush out of the Falcons the past two weeks against Detroit and Carolina, um, which means they can get a pass rush against teams that don't have great O-lines. I don't think Denver's O-line is that good right now. Um, and usually good pass rush, bad secondary lends itself to a little tight end game. Yeah, because Noah Fant like, kind of fits perfectly against Atlanta, I think, like, now that we're talking about it, as far as... Yeah like where he lines up because he he he's in line a lot too but he does get like you know 20 25 percent of his work in the slot too so interesting but um yeah um, so on the other side yeah um hayden hurst so denver has gotten they've been like pretty bad historically against tight ends but this year's not been as bad although they've had kind of an easier schedule and then if you look at any sort of like adjusted or DVOA, they benefit a lot because they got Travis Kelsey in like the snow week. So it's kind of hard to like really assess them much. Yeah, I, I think don't know it was, um, like, was. I don't know if they're like Jonah as bad. Roast him. Do what? Didn't Jonu Smith roast him? Yeah, a good near. game. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a crazy game, but a good game and like prove it. Like the, there's been like a lot of collective units doing well, but not like single guys doing well. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that kind of what we see, like, um, I'm trying to think who else is that way. It's like, there, I know there's another team I was looking at where, like, it's just like backup tight ends always score against them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that Denver isn't, they're not as bad as they've been previously, but they're not, like, good yet. So, like, tight ends. The thing is, their secondary is just so rough that teams don't have to, like, go to tight ends as much. Yeah, I think the what's kind of turning it for me is that lately it would seem their secondary's gotten a little better. Not like a huge jump, but um, Bryce Callahan's been playing well. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Bouye is questionable. I don't know if he's playing right now. Um, he was out there yeah, for a minute. He's been out for a bit. Um, so, yeah, if the secondary is improving and their linebackers aren't very good, they get a pa- like there's a pass rush going on, I kind of think that the tight end should have a pretty good week. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Like, and Ridley being out could change some stuff on the, um, like, for Hurst, too. But, exactly. yeah. Other side, though, Atlanta has been awful against tight ends this year. Yep. Um, they've just been awful in general on defense, but also against tight ends a lot, too. Um so let's just let to know a fan or even, you know, if you're feeling frisky, like we said, um, Albert O is also always there. Um, so, I, I mean, I think regardless of Ridley, but especially if we have no Ridley, the Ryan to Julio stack should be uh, pretty nice. Yeah, it should be in full bloom. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, I don't have to go into much depth there. <laughs> um Julio <laughs> Jones, and then so I think Locke is streamable this week. But so we mentioned the tight ends, but as far as kind of like who else you would like see him throwing to, or who else you can maybe pay, like, pair him with if you're doing DFS, um, I do think Jerry Judy probably gets a little better um, matchup here. Hmm. So who gets AJ Terrell? Um, because so, he's actually been playing pretty good for a rookie. Yeah, so Deshaun Hamilton actually it's a, it's really weird because Deshaun Hamilton's usually the slot guy, but he's been playing like the least slot time. Like Jerry Judy's getting a lot of slot time. Like he's getting the most slot time. Yeah, he's a stud. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Judy's really good. And like they haven't 
It's been a rough year for him, but part of it, he's had like a couple weird drops, but like the Denver offense just doesn't have anything crazy, and they've had backup quarterbacks for a bit. Oh, whoa, that was uh, interesting. Someone did not like that. Yeah, someone does not like Drew Locke over there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we know Jerry Judy is really good. Like, I they're probably going to end up passing more this game, I think. So mm-hmm. where because so, yeah, Terrell's going to be seeing more Hamilton than Judy. So okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm expecting a fairly nice scoring affair here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I'm looking at it's like Bleedy Ray Wilson plays a good chunk of his uh, plays in the slot. So that's going to be an easier uh, matchup there. Bleedy. Yeah. <laughs> what a name. Yeah, I was coming on that last week like, Bleedy Ray Wilson, like, cool name, cool name. Um, didn't he get like a pick last week, though, I think? And I don't know if it was like a hard, I don't think, I don't think it was like a tough pick to get, but I thought he got a pick last week. Uh, he's got two on the year. Yeah, but yeah, this game like the 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 fifty point total feels really right. So yeah, it's like a a good amount of pass rush, but not really great secondaries. Um, run game isn't super great here. Uh, I mean, I think Gordon is back, but whoever's catching passes from Locke should have a good PPR fantasy day running back. Yeah, like uh, Lindsey's health is in question as well. So like with the running backs, if like Lindsey doesn't play. Then obviously Gordon becomes, you know, I mean that's that's an easy you know thing to figure out. <laughs> yeah, so. but in case you didn't know, <laughs> yeah, Philip Lindsay's out. You know, all the cares are Gordon's. Yep. So yeah, he's been limited with a foot thing. Not 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 he's not been limited with you know a foot like there's not like a magic foot coming to get him. <laughs> like magic <sighs> man, yeah. <laughs> My worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so on to Seattle and Buffalo. We both have Seattle. Um, this will be a pretty good game. Definitely the highest over-under of the week at 55. Seattle's favored by three. Um, we talked about before we started recording, this seems like a, totally a game where Jalen like, fucks up at the end, and that's how the game ends. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, it should be a fairly close game. They're both good teams. Seattle's on the road. Seattle, I mean, Russell Wilson's been really good on the road. Uh, he's just been really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's great. Um... I'm real. This is another week for me to see how Buffalo does in the run matchup again because I thought last week Zach Moss gave them a little boost of energy because their uh, run yeah. blocking on the line is really bad or the run blocking efficiency. And I think part of that is because they have Singletary and that's not what Singletary does well, um, at least in my opinion. Having Zach Moss, I'm expecting that number to improve. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I think Moss is pretty good. And I think he's going to improve the run blocking efficiency just because he's kind of better at just plowing through that first line. Mm-hmm. And they and they love using him in the pass game, too. So They do. He's good at catching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I put Zach Moss to stream out. Because, like, it's hard to, for me to feel like a banger because, like, it's the Buffalo run game. But he'll, I think he'll, yeah, like I said, have a usable week for sure um obviously the main question is always which seattle receiver is going to blow up this week um so dk gets tredavious white so he's got like, four inches on him right um yeah i don't know how big tredavious white is let's see i think he's six feet tall i think okay. he's a fairly yeah, large D- dk does have four inches on him though yes um yes <laughs> so like tredavious white is good but like we've seen dk kind of smoke some good quarters like obviously Lockett gets the way easier matchup for sure. 
Yep. So like you you'd think you'd think Lockett week, but it's always hard to tell. I mean, well, he was uh, he had a rough week last week, right? Yeah, I mean, because because we're like he doesn't have two weeks two two good weeks in a row usually, but he's like in a really good spot this week, and then so now after a down week, is it just gonna flip flop? Like most likely, it'll probably like, be a Lockett. <laughs> Lockett, I am pretty confident Lockett gets more targets. Um, whether or not DK gets, you know, a bomb or two, like that's, I mean, that happens fairly often. Yeah, the thing is, if you're throwing, if they're in the red zone, the Seahawks, if they're in an opportunity where they're close to the goal line and they have to throw it up to someone, they're going to throw it to DK because DK is bigger than everyone else <laughs> in their secondary. He can plop it up there and only he can get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I'm trying to think like where this makes sense because like Buffalo is super bad against tight ends, but like Seattle doesn't really use their tight ends. So like yeah. yeah, like so maybe like Lockett like gets that middle of the field benefit is kind of where my brain's at. Makes like, sense to me because like, I don't trust like Will Disley or Greg Olson to like reap the benefits here. No, I mean if Greg Olson's playing, he might be the guy who has one catch for a touchdown. Like yeah, he might be one catch, a touchdown, touchdown six yards, like. Yeah, book it now. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, like th- so. Yeah, so, someone's got to reap that middle of the field benefit. I mean, who it is, I guess we'll figure it out. But like Lockett makes sense there. I don't think they. I don't think they'll have bad weeks. I just think Lockett has the better week. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Jalen to Diggs stack should be good. Um, I mean, Seattle just is a sieve in the past game. Like that have that's it's every week except for Jimmy G. And then it was Mullins after Jimmy G went out. So like. Yeah, Nick Mullins passed a lot on this defense. But that's I like it. John Brown a lot. If he's back and healthy, I think he is. I'm uh, I'm su- I'm a super on the John Brown week this week. Yeah, cause I'm pretty sure he's back last week because that was one of our things like waiting for him to come back to feel good about uh, <coughs> Jalen. because yeah, he yeah he was back last week only with two targets, but that was an kind of an odd game script. So. They are uh, the Bills will be without their starting center Mitch Morris who had a Ooh, concussion. That does hurt. Hmm. That may make me feel worse about both of these streams of like Moss and Smokey. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I actually, I know I just kind of said that you know Singletary is not great in like helping their run efficiency, but it actually makes sense that there is some passing work for. For Singletary at Moss this week. Yeah, like PPR wise, this should get work regardless. Yeah, like the run, runs up the middle are not good without your center. Like deep passing is not good without your center. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm glad you said that because now I'm like a lot less confident in these two like options. Hmm. That's unfortunate for the Bills. That is, yeah. So, okay, I guess just stick with Jalen Diggs for now for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, I'll put in Singletary too because I think Singletary has a fine week. Yeah, but like, is is this P, is that PPR only for you or? Ah, uh, pretty much. At least half PPR, like solid flex play with a little upside because yeah. yeah. he'll, he'll get some open space. Yeah, Singletary just like doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah, he would have to house one, like you know, uh-huh. he's not getting the goal line work. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I see him like housing one with Jamal Adams and if he's in. But yeah, it's, it's a, that's the thing with the Bills. Like, it's hard to know where the fantasy points are going. Yeah, they do kind of scheme it up each week. Mm-hmm. Which is good coaching. So yeah, good coach. Uh, now speaking of good coaching, at least on one side, we've got Tennessee hosting the Bears. 
Um, we both got Tennessee. I was a little unsure at first, but I'm like, I really think Vrabel is smart enough to beat Foles, right? Like, right? <laughs> so, one would hope. I think <sighs> he can, like, especially after Cincinnati last week. It's kind of like you know the narrative, like for, um, well, the Niners and the Rams. You're like they probably had like the hardest week of practice they've had in a while. Like, I'm sure you like just like ripped them a new asshole. Like, pro- it's probably what Vrabel did. After I would Cincinnati assume, lost. yeah, because like, they played like ass. Yeah. And uh, they do still have Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the Titans' offense is pretty good as a whole. Like, they throw and they pass. Like, they do both things pretty well. So that opens up the run game. And I think when Chicago has both things to deal with, their run game is definitely exploitable. Uh-huh. Um, that's been sort of one of my takes this year on their defense. Is as long as the other team can throw it, too, they can run all over them. And uh, so I'm kind of expecting a nice Derrick Henry week. Not a not his biggest by any means, but a pretty good one. And uh, I mean, Nick Foles is about to look like a MVP this week, though, right? Against Tennessee's secondary, Dude, just yeah, him. Secondary is so Allen bad. Robinson. Yeah, like I, I love Allen Robinson this week. Like he honestly, the, both the wide receiver ones in this game, him and AJ or AJ Brown. Sorry, there's all these colorful AJs we've got here. Um, yeah, like A Rob's <laughs> in a crazy good spot. With how bad the you know Tennessee secondary's been on the whole and. He'll get a lot of Malcolm Butler, who he can trash like so. Yeah, and so the Titans did get Desmond King. I don't think he can play this week. He has because he has to like quarantine for a certain amount of time. Yeah, I have no clue. Did, wasn't he playing more slot though, or I don't know. But... I mean, they got Chris Harris Jr. on the Chargers, but he's been hurt, so he might have been filling in for the slot That's there. That's true too. Yeah, I don't know, but but uh, there. So yeah, Desmond King is out. Christian and even Fulton if he is in, like. Out. Yeah. Oh, oh, Desmond King is out for sure. Or I'm pretty sure. Yes. And like, even if he is in, it's not like you know it'll happen instantly in a week. I'm trying to check. The no, they've got a lot of. I mean, they're missing Christian Fulton, Adoree, or Adoree Jackson. I'm not sure which it is. And Desmond Adoree. King. Adoree. I think so. Not positive, but I like right. to say Adoree because it sounds like a commercial for like a kid's cereal, like Adoree Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like Addery sounds almost like a medicine, maybe because it was like Adderall, but Addery. <laughs> so, anyway, so outside call of uh, do what? So call your doctor, your <laughs> primary care physician today for Addery. Find out if Addery's right for you. Are you blowing coverages? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone else besides A. Rob and A. J. Uh, Brown that you like? Um. Hmm. Not really. And so part of my AJ Brown love is he's going to get a fair amount of Jalen Johnson, who's not really been good this week or good this year. Mm, yeah. Um, let's see. Corey Davis will probably get a lot of more Kyle Fuller. And then, I mean, I don't really, I don't, I'm not going to see him play Khalif Raymond in the slot because it's Buster Screen. Like, that's not, Khalif Raymond is not, you know, worth playing. Yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe Joe New gets that slot time and gets. Buster screen on him. I don't know. Oh, I do kind of like Jonu this week. It does make sense. I think yeah. like he's. I think he's a mismatch for what I don't know who'd be on linebacker wise. Maybe like Ro- like I think I think Roquan's been their cover cover linebacker, right? He's been pretty good. Yeah, actually, but, Roquan um, mate like Roquan's like yeah, pretty solid tight end defender. But I think this is more of a necessity week, like just for Jonu. Like he'll probably get integrated fairly well. Mm-hmm. 
Because they were rolling first half of the year and Jonu's going crazy. And then they get A.J. Brown back and stop throwing to Jonu and they've been losing. So, like, you know, part you would assume they might try to go back to some of the other stuff and try to get them both in now. Yeah, like, there's there's only, like, a few fantasy-relevant players in this game. It's like, you, you, you don't go elsewhere. Like, I don't want to play David Montgomery ever. Or, like, I don't feel good playing secondary receivers for Chicago ever. Did, um... Chicago, like, do they have another running back besides him? I thought they added someone recently. I thought they did, too. Let's check that out. Because I remember being like, oh, he's going to, like, maybe kind of be the Tariq Cohen placement, but I, I, I cannot remember for the life of me uh, who they added. <laughs> I can't even see anything on their depth yeah. chart. Yeah, I'm checking the depth chart right now. Maybe they didn't add anyone. I don't know. Maybe we just imagined it together. Maybe, maybe we wanted it. Maybe we thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mitchell Trubisky got hurt on his one play last week. He came in for one play and got hurt in his shoulder. And so even if Foles is stinking it up, which I don't expect he will, they can't even switch to him. Yeah, I don't know who their next guy is. They don't have one right now. Yeah, yeah whoever their emergency quarterback is, probably Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the over under on this game is forty seven. Uh, maybe maybe right yeah Tennessee defense is really bad like that's the thing like that was my only thing on Chicago was like Tennessee has no pass rush yeah they couldn't sack they couldn't get a sack against the Bengals and so that's that's like that was my like concern on like you know Bears pulling this out yeah no it's definitely I think like I don't know I was kind of torn on this matchup at the beginning because of that you know Chicago's defense is pretty solid and Tennessee's is really bad (laughs) <laughs> yeah, didn't um, Chicago lose um, their starting right tackle? Um, I don't recognize. I that sounds right because I don't recognize um, the dude who's in now. Yeah, Bobby Massey, coward. and then oh yeah, so Cody Whitehair. Oh, yeah, there's like there wasn't like a COVID outbreak with the line or something. Yeah, their their line's kind of in shambles like this week as well. So maybe Tennessee will get some sacks. Who knows? Although. Cincinnati's was last week too, and it didn't matter. But yeah, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I'm gonna stick with Tennessee here, though. So uh, next up, we've got Baltimore at Indy, and I think we kind of feel the same about this game. It's a 48 over under. For some reason, Baltimore's only a point and a half favorite now. Yeah, so everyone is going to be calling this as like the sneaky trap game. Like Indianapolis is better than people think. They're gonna come out and beat Baltimore. They match up well, and I am on the exact opposite. I think the Colts get Schmeckeldorfed. <laughs> Schmeckeldorfed! <laughs> Two touchdown loss, multiple INTs from Rivers. I just, like, I think the Colts are fine, but I think the Ravens are just in another class above them. Yeah, like, the the, the Colts haven't played a real team yet. <laughs> I was just like to say that. No, and the Ravens are in a must-win scenario now. Like, they have to beat the Colts, because, mm-hmm. like, technically now they're not winning the north because of the Steelers. Yeah, and... the Steelers beat them and took the north. <laughs> <laughs> the north! The north! The north! Um, and that, so, that I mean, if the Colts would win, then they would be ahead of the Ravens even in those rankings. Yeah. So, I don't think that happens. I think this is a two-touchdown plus win for Baltimore. Yeah, Indy's defense has been made to look so much better than it is because they've played, like, a bunch of cake matchups. Yeah. Like, we saw Cincinnati run with the score on them. Like, obviously, you know, they ended up losing. But, like, they put up points. Like, the Browns beat them. So, 
I mean, even week one, Jacksonville beat him. So, I, I so I, I think Lamar just has like a like this. This seems like the get right spot for Lamar, in my opinion. I see. I don't think he has to do a whole lot this week. I mean, maybe I not. Like game, maybe just a get right spot for the Ravens. I could see that. Like I'm taking the Baltimore defense. <laughs> Like, I mean, so I guess, like, you know, short fields, if that's the case, like, it might just be a highly efficient day for Lamar then. Yeah, but, exactly. And so, like, if, so if uh, if Ingram is out, we've got to look at, um, you know, Gus and Dobbins this week. So if we're thinking that they win, then it probably favors Dobbins. Uh-huh. I think Gus will get a good amount of carries, um, but I think Dobbins is clearly the better back and gets all the receiving work. Yeah, and I don't know how good the Colts are at containing their their run. So their their run D has been like good by like you know stat wise, um, like adjusted line yard wise. Um, they've been they've been the best open field run defense. Mm. But again, look at you know who they've played. I guess as part of it too. I mean, didn't. Was it Joe Mixon that torched them, or was it uh, it was Bernard? Maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up their schedule, see they, how they've played, because I want to get like a better overview of like how their run D actually is. Yeah, but I guess what I was leaning toward while you do that is I was. Uh, it, but, I mean, if Lamar can't run it himself because he's contained, then it makes sense that he'll pitch it out to Dobbins more. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they faced like a mobile quarterback or anything. They really haven't. I'm like, okay, Jaguars. I mean, Minshew. I guess Minshew's the most mobile quarterback they've played against. I don't know. Pretty like, much. And like with 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 Baltimore, I can't. I have a hard time thinking too much about Run D now, just because of how well they ran on the Steelers too. Like, oh, oh yeah, they torched them on the ground. So yeah, I mean, Bur- I guess Burrow's probably the most mobile quarterback they faced. He didn't really have to run. No, yeah, yeah, they did not really face like a running quarterback at all. Yeah, it's, it's basically Burrow and Minshew, which. You know, no offense to either of them. Neither of them are as good at running as Lamar is, and I don't no, think yeah. that's a hot take. That's just that's just how it is. That's just facts. Yeah, like the Lions last week, like ran the ball none because of how the game went. So yeah, I'm just like looking through stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's not really like a reason that the Colts would have like they like the Colts haven't been like tested that much in the run yet. And said, like you said, like they should get a lot of turnovers. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'm like I'm not super high on a whole lot of Ravens offensively. I kind of think their defense does a lot. Like I think Marcus Peters picks off Rivers at least twice. <laughs> I'm, like I'm calling it now. I think they get three picks on him, Man. and possibly a pick six, and probably a fumble too. Like I think there's a lot of turnovers from the Colts just because I mean, Rivers is prone to it. Yeah, he's been kind of right, like running hot lately. Um, they don't have Jonathan Taylor, I don't think. If they do, he's hobbled and yeah, he hasn't yeah, I'm not sure what the Jonathan great. Taylor status is. Yeah, and like this, this could be like a Heinz game, like with Jonathan Taylor not 100. percent Heinz looked really good last week. He's their pass catching back. Like that mm-hmm. would maybe make sense as the only cold I really feel interested in, just because I'm usually don't want to play a cold anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, there's nobody on the Colts I want to take or predict or try to. Yeah. <laughs> So, have... like, someone will probably be fine, but who it is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, we, we both have Baltimore here, and I don't think I'll be as close to the spread implies. But next up, we've got Carolina at Kansas City. We both have Kansas City, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how, how how you feel on this game in general, or I guess like who you like in this game? Well, Chiefs are gonna chief. They're gonna do whatever they really want to do offensively. It doesn't really matter who they're playing because they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I would assume they're being schemed to do a lot of running against the Panthers, but you know, against the Jets, they didn't even have to run. They just he just tore <laughs> the air the whole game. So, um, I don't know. To me, this I feel like this is a Ceh week against yeah, they, uh, Panthers. Yeah, they should be able to run well and easily. I agree. Um, I mean, like there, there's going to be other points, as like of course, but yeah, <laughs> it is a cheesy score. You know, like Kelsey, I'm will get his, and Mahomes will do fine. And I think like a lot of the game is on the ground, or you know, to the running backs through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we really haven't seen much out of Bell yet. They're just kind of using him as a complimentary piece, which I think we expected. But uh-huh. at some point, I expect him to get a little more looks. Yeah, I mean, if, if this could be, like could be a game where they run the ball 35 times and Bell gets a game out of work. Yeah, I'm not. I just uh, I don't know if I'm ready to predict the Bell week yet. Nah, I, 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 I want to. I kind of want to see it first. Yeah, I want to see it first. Yeah, but Panther side. So like, I mean, Chiefs. Like everyone knows, the player Chiefs. Panther side though. CMC's expected back. I think he should have a good week right off the bat. Like they're not going to bring him back if he's not totally ready. Um. Kansas City run against running backs like that's been their weak spot. Um, I'm sure they're excited to get him involved. So it should be a good CMC week. Yeah, I mean as they always are when he's here. (laughs) Gotta run CMC. (laughs) As far as uh, Panthers receivers, more Robbie. Who who are you more feeling this week? If either. Um, I mean, so the Chiefs are kind of good against wide receivers. Yeah general like they they do a good job um with that being said yeah i know right i mean i'm if you have robbie i'm not sitting him this week yeah but i'm not gonna sit him yeah like the the chiefs matched up really well against carolina at least like pass passing wise like obviously cmc has his great spot here but like the rest of the team is not in a good spot yeah they'll probably get a really good pass rush going Mm mm-hmm uh, Panthers' O line is not particularly great. Yeah, it's been kind of downturning a bit. <laughs> I think they had like an injury or two because they were fine for a while. Um, oh wait, wait. Um, Russell Akung had been out. He's going to be back this week, maybe. Oh, um, well, that's nice for them. So yeah, he might if he's back. Um, that helps them. Obviously not great still, but they're not trash. If he's back, so. And Chris Jones is on the COVID list. Oh, okay. So, and a little bit to Carolina. If anything, we just get a little more CMC boosts with that. Because I expect them... Because, like, I'm not worried about his workload at all if he's coming back. No, not at all. Because he almost came back last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's been 10 more days. So I, I assume he will be all good. Yeah. But, and uh, he's very good. Mm-hmm. So, so they say. <laughs> just a little bit uh next up we've got detroit at minnesota this is uh, some not that good teams um oh man we got a lot of pending news here yeah the I biggest think. one you know being stafford of course yeah is he gonna play because he's on the covid list he was in contact with someone who was deemed who was he in contact with someone who was positive for covid or like he was deemed a high risk, high risk close okay. contact. Gotcha, gotcha. But he has tested negative both days so far. Yeah. 
He could still play this week. He could. But if not, it's Chase Daniel. Oof. So, not great. Um, I, I would have loved Marvin Jones. I, okay, if Marvin Jones... Um, get, sorry, sorry, if Stafford's in, I like Marvin Jones a lot. Yes. Um, so, Quintez Cephas, we saw get a lot of targets when Galladay was out early in the year. And mm-hmm. I'm torn how I feel about him based on quarterbacks. And I don't know if it actually changes it much because we could see a situation where, you know, the backup to backup connection comes into play if Jay Stanley's in and then also Stafford's just better. So that helps too. So I don't think his opinion of me changes, his opinion for me changes much if there's a quarterback difference. I think he's going to get some targets regardless against a bad secondary. So. Mm-hmm. It also would make sense that it's a Marvin week, like Marvin Jones and Marvin Hall. <laughs> Last week was the guy who filled in for Galladay when he got his hip injury. Yeah, like Marvin Hall was getting all of his deep passes. Yeah, because they, they didn't have Cephas active, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a good sign for him, but, I mean, that, if they you know, decide they want to keep Marvin Hall active, I get it. But I think, for me, both the Marvins fully depend on Stafford, though. Yeah, I mean, if Stafford's playing, I might even switch my pick, to be honest. It, but right now, I've got Minnesota, you do too, because he just is so important to that team's success. Um, but, you know, if Stafford's in, you know, I'm firing up Marvin Jones. I'm probably playing Hawkinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota's down both of their corners, as far as I'm aware, They who were already not good. Like, they, they had a bad so- secondary that got hurt, and they're not doing their backup secondary. Because Mike Hughes is out. I think for maybe the year and Cam Dantzler is questionable. He's the guy who almost, it looked like he got really messed up on a hit last week. So I don't know how he could be back already. Um, like they had to like stretcher him off, like oh, dang. make sure he was like, yeah, that hit he had, he was not moving. So to be back and almost playing this week, like, I don't know how he'll be doing that. It might be kind of uh, tough to have happen. <laughs> Yeah, which would leave their receivers as Holton or their corners as Holton Hill and maybe Jeff Gladney. Mm. <laughs> that's a rough time. <laughs> Holy shit. I know. So, like, that's definitely this is a game you should keep tabs on and find out who's starting because um, you're probably not going to know anything until the day of. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm really hoping Stafford plays because without him, they don't really have a shot, but. If they do, they can totally win this. Yeah, the the no the no Galladay hurts a lot. Like for Detroit too, it makes it tough to pick them. He's on Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, but um, so on on the Minnesota side though, um, Dalvin Cooks is the obvious answer. Guess touches Detroit Rundy, all that. Um, Correct. Outside of that, are you more into Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, both, neither? Um, they both have, you know, great matchups because the Detroit corners are also trash. They've improved. The Detroit's so Detroit's defense has gotten better, with the exception, I guess, of last week where they just kind of got boat raced. Yeah. But um, they uh, Desmond Trufant might be back, who's actually been decent for yeah, them. Yeah, that, that that is a big part of, I guess. Yeah, on Trufant. Um, I don't even see Okuda on here. Where is he? I think he's back and has been fine. Okay. Um, the biggest thing though is their run defense has actually been good. Okay, yeah, no. So that was like I was gonna bring that up because like it hasn't been great, but it has improved the last couple of weeks. It has done well in the trenches. 
it has not done well with the receiving. Like receiving backs can still get their, you know, fantasy points and whatnot, catching passes as they run out of the backfield there. But they've been good against stopping just like the ground game. They've improved that significantly. A lot of that has to do with their the you know Matt Patricia actually doing the thing we wouldn't think he would do and yeah. change his and then, his defensive scheme up. Didn't they trade for someone? They got Everson Griffin. That's right. So Everson Griffin will to be most likely revenge in. game. <laughs> yeah, him and AP are on the lines like, oh hey, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll sub all time to see. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? That's How are the shit. kids? But. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, of Justin Jefferson or Adams, like, or sorry, Adam Field, I mean, not Adams. Um, I I mean, Adam Field is probably safer, and he obviously has his upside. Justin Jefferson is kind of boom bust. I don't know who I like better this week. Yeah, I know. It's like, which cousins are we getting? <laughs> cousins, or are we getting cousin cousins? <laughs> <laughs> Kissing cousins. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, yeah, I think Thielen is your safer bet in, in general. That I would I would prefer to have Thielen, but mm-hmm. you know if I uh, if I'm in a rough matchup and I've got Justin Jefferson, I need some points. Yeah, if I'm you're gonna... an underdog, Justin Jefferson is your guy because he could blow up. Right about the floor game versus that ceiling game, and Jefferson's ceiling I, is possibly unlimited right now. He's got no ceiling. Yeah, he... <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> it's he... the stars, baby. Yeah, he had that giant ass game earlier. Who was that against? Which he had, he had two, but the thirty-six point game, right, or something like that. Yeah, his massive game was against Atlanta before the bye. Atlanta, that's it. Yeah, because he had one seventy-five and a touchdown. Then he had one sixty-six and two touchdowns against Atlanta. There, oh man, smoking. So he can pop off. Yeah, he's so good. He was my second favorite receiver coming into this league, like out of the draft, and he has just done super well. <laughs> yeah, dude, this this man. Every time we talk about that, this rookie class has been nuts. No, it's it makes it like this is just my my brief like I'm gonna dig into the Packers again just because like I'm talking Dude, to you know, my friend who's a Packers fan and you know he's like he was texting me like who's the backup quarterback I said not Love <laughs> I think it's Tim Boyle right I'm like because Love isn't that good yet and he was like yeah but it wasn't a bad pick I'm like wasn't it though no, and then no, getting no. AJ Dillon in the second when. Every receiver in this class has been like good or in they've either been good or injured. Uh-huh. Like, like they've no, almost none of them have been busts. <laughs> yeah, no, the no, like, like <laughs> exception of who? I was gonna say like Antonio Gandy Golden, because there's yeah. no passing offense in uh, Washington. Or like Lynn Bowden or whatever, but I don't know if he even counts as a receiver, but uh, no, t- running back technically, but yeah. uh, pretty <laughs> much every receiver in that in this draft has been a banger. Mm-hmm. Or they've been hurt and we haven't seen them yet. Like even Mims was looking good and he was out the first half of the year. We get Brian Edwards back and we yeah. get to see what he looks like. How do you not take a wide receiver? <laughs> in this, yeah, it's a receiver class. It's rough. I do want to say before we move on, I think this game does have like pumpkin potential. Uh, especially if it's like Chase Daniels. Like we could see Chase Daniels pumpkin and also Kirk Cousins pumpkin simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Double pumpkin duo. Yeah. Yeah, that sma- the smashing pumpkins. So <laughs> they did the mash. <laughs> the, they monster did the monster mash. mash. <laughs> Cause they're bad. <laughs> Cause you're bad. <laughs> oh, speaking of bad, we've got uh, the Giants at Washington <laughs> next. I don't know who I'm picking here. 
I don't really know either. I actually started off picking Washington because off a bye, uh, pass rush disgusting against the Giants O-line, which is now potentially without Will Hernandez. Yeah, um, it's a matter of, I don't know if he can make it back or not. Um, I Right now I have the Giants, though, simply because, you know what, I think the Giants have been playing a lot better than their record would uh, sort of dictate. Um, at least in the past few weeks, it seems like they're improving over time as opposed to regressing like mm-hmm. other New York teams. Um, yeah. <laughs> like their defense is starting to come together a little bit. Um, Leonard Williams is playing pretty well for them. Uh, their Blake Martinez is getting all the tackles. That's why they got him from the Packers. Um, like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing okay. They held in with the Buccaneers. Yeah, they definitely played really well last week. Which is very surprising because they are a complete mismatch in every way, and the, that should not have been a close game. So, right, like right now, I have to take the Giants because I don't. They're, I mean, I think they're kind of underperforming uh, record-wise. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, <laughs> would you be surprised at all if this is like a Daniel Jones four fumble game and like the Washington just? kind of doesn't you know rolls them with their defense this is either like a like really good or really bad game from danny dimes like yeah he's either gonna like wreck their shit or get his shit wrecked because yeah i mean washington's secondary super not i mean technically they had the number one pass defense for a while there but it's not great it's on it's on the back of their d-line their d-line is good Secondary is vulnerable. Because I always forget they got Ronald Darby there now to go with Kendall Fuller. So, like, uh-huh. their secondary is not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not, like, bad. So I think vulnerable is the better way to put it. That's why yeah. I use that word. Because, like, there we go. they can't be beat. What are we going to see? I don't know. I might switch to Washington. Because, I've... like, cause I, I don't know if they're, like, they've been kind of playing sides mostly. Because, like, Darby would make a lot of sense for Slayton, like, when he's on there, just because, like, how they match up. I'm, like, kind of looking through the matchups here but like hey, i don't know who i'm gonna pick because i don't think there's any bangers and i mostly match this game yeah like i don't i don't have a like i don't feel good about slayton getting open deep like i guess maybe stealing shepherd like because he's been getting a lot of looks i guess he might be a stream um but like when gallman i don't want to like play in standard that much but like he's getting a lot of receptions so uh-huh. He does get a PBR boost, and he actually like looked pretty good against Tampa, honestly. So he may be fine just in general because Freeman it looks like he's probably going to be out. So like Goldman will be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the Washington side, um, <laughs> like, Terry McLaurin's exactly. obviously really good, but he does get James Bradbury. Yep. Which I guess helps because they already played once. How do you do against James Bradbury the first time? Um, to be honest, I couldn't tell you. I don't know how much of that game I watched. It's been too long to. <laughs> Let's see. So he got seven for seventy four on twelve targets. So not not great, not bad, but uh, seven for seventy four. He did some work. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it'd be better without Kyle Allen, probably. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, like if you, if you got him, you're playing him. But it's not like I, I wouldn't you know go out of my way to like put him in a DFS or anything. But yeah. aside from him, like Antonio Gibson and Logan Thomas are kind of the only two other guys worth mentioning on Washington. 
Um, Logan Thomas, since Kyle Allen has come in, has been getting a lot more targets. So I think that might just be kind of what he needed. <laughs> was a quarterback to get him okay passes. Yeah, or that could even like <laughs> that was like William the third of the tight end. So like his last, his two weeks before the bye were decent. He got like I mean, obviously got touchdowns on him, but he's like getting better looks. So and then Antonio Gibson, I it's tough because I don't. I'm pretty sure he had a bad game against the Giants like his first time around. Let's check. But because the Giants' run D is actually solid, it's improving. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, that was like my premise over like the showdown slate was that like their interior run D is really good. Um, yeah, that's uh, Dalvin Tomlinson for the Giants there, who's in the middle. Plus, Leonard Williams is a good run blocker mm-hmm. too. Uh, even though he's an edge rusher, he does a lot. He a lot of times he just kind of stays back and contains. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what Blake Martinez was signed for from the Packers is to help with the run game. And he's, I mean, he's doing all the tackling. He's the he's the tackle machine. Yeah, so, like, the Giants held Gibson in check back in week six. Um, this on the ground. He did get some receiving work, so maybe that's how he does well this week. But the ground game wasn't there for them. I don't know if it will be this week or not. Um, I mean, it was a close game last time they played. Like, the Giants barely won in Washington, you know, two one for two at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, Washington could have won. They went for two. They could have definitely like, tied it. Yeah, like, if they got the two, they win. Like, it was down to the wire of two shitty teams. Uh, you know, got to, you know, give a shout-out to Rivera for not letting us have to see an overtime between Washington and <laughs> What a hero. <laughs> Thank you, Rod Rivera, for that. What a guy. What a guy. Oh, man. Um Next up, take, take a note, oh. Doug Peterson. Yes, <laughs> playing for the tie against a shitty team. Yeah, yeah. but we've got uh, Houston at Jacksonville next. We've got Houston. Uh, a lot of that. Well, I mean, I would take him anyway, but a lot of that probably in part to Jake Lutton being. Is it Lutton or Luton? I think it's Lutton. But I would. I hope it's Lutton. Yeah, Luton sounds like a weird fish delicacy from Sweden. <laughs> Or like you your, like your, your, like your Luton, your Luton and Pillaging, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what he's doing. Like the QB job, he's Luton and Pillaging these quarterback starts. Um, so he's the quarterback, and he was a late rookie pick. So like, listen, I know it's fun to like hope it works out, but it probably doesn't. At least not the first start. Like I know Houston's Houston's defense is bad, but like. Yeah, their defense is not great, but their offense should cook. Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, say, like, play Houston defense because it's really bad, but, like, I don't, I'm not against it. On, I'm not totally against it just because, like, rookie quarterback, not good team. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah I was on Houston even with Minshew in. Like, I would have preferred it, honestly, with Minshew in. Yeah. Just so like it would stay a little closer, but yeah, the Houston pass game should pop off here, like Will Fuller week. Ooh. Mm. I mean, I don't see why not. Like he's been having good weeks anyway. So the first time they played, it was Cooks showing. I think right, wasn't it? Wait, when have Cooks they, have came they played on? it? I didn't know they played. Yeah, they played uh, week Shit. five. Oh uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Fuller got four for fifty-eight and a touch. Was uh, was that was that Cook's blow-up game after? That was Cook's five? blow-up game. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they should both ball out, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, generally, I like to do the swap. Like, if someone does well in the first matchup, I don't take them in the second, and vice versa. So, I guess I am kind of on the Will Fuller week. 
I mean, like, I'm cool with both of them. I'm just like, if I have to pick one, but... Yeah, definitely love Watson, though. Yeah, like, fun. it should be good. Because, <laughs> like, even... Because David Johnson, even in that week, like, in the matchup, like, he didn't get enough going to matter. So I think it's just, like, the passing game. Like, I don't want any Jags. Like, only James Robinson is okay for, like, if you're in PPR, half PPR, but I don't really, like, feel great about any Jags with Jake Lutton in. I mean, maybe, like... I Because like, normally you think rookie connection, but, like... Lavishka's been playing with the ones anyway, so like, I don't know how much that'll matter for them. Like maybe like, I don't know if there's like, a backup he'll like or something. Maybe he likes Chris Conley. I don't fucking know, but I don't want to take a gamble on the Jags because like as much as I love DJ Chark, I want to go in on the wet wedding narrative for him. But like yeah, so I think there's a very nice matchup for Robinson here. You, like the you know the biggest thing is can Lutton you know throw enough passes to keep the run game alive. Uh-huh. Because uh, the Texans have put three of their linebackers on the COVID list. They are without three linebackers, Yeesh. which is real bad. <laughs> yeah, this this is going to be one of those weeks where like a lot of COVID stuff fucks with the games. Yeah, it's it's the COVID cases are rising in the country, and it's showing on the teams. A lot more teams are having cases pop up here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Houston, r- real quick, in the early part of the season, I did put a bet that they would still make the playoffs. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm just saying, at one and six, they've got the Jags, Browns, the Bad Patriots, uh, the Lions, two Colts, Bears, Bengals. Can Very they not potentially schedule. win all of those games? Oh, they could. That's seven. That would put them at eight and six going into the Titans in the last week of the year. So, or maybe nine. Yeah, that's eight wins. So that would put them at nine and six going into the Titans. So I'm just saying if uh, I, I mean, we kind of mentioned to buy low on Watson earlier. He's got a really good matchup here. He has some, he has a really nice schedule for a lot of games coming up. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. I, I mean, they need to come out and stomp the Jags. They should. If they don't, there's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think this game might kind of go how we think it does. I don't like. I don't yeah. see a surprise yeah. coming in this game. Of course, watch it go crazy. But yeah. Houston's favored by seven right now. Fifteen and a half over under. So there's a lot of points for Houston. Yeah. But yeah, like one of the, I, I always mention the Vegas lines when we do this because. Um, Closing Vegas lines are very, very accurate. So if you're like ever like kind of torn, like if you want to like, like implied totals are a good way. Like I mean, obviously you can get it from the Vegas total, but like if I Google right now, like NFL implied team totals, like the first one's Fantasy Labs that shows me all the implied live totals. Like right now I see like the Chiefs favored a lot, but they're they're projected to score like almost 32 points. Like that's got to come from somewhere. Like last week against the Jets, like everyone's like, "Oh, like the Chiefs might have might blow them out too much." And like they still scored their bunch of points cuz that's got how it goes. So, um like Houston's projected to score four touchdowns. So, those got uh-huh. to come from somewhere and they probably come from Watson cuz like as yeah. far as quarterbacks with high touchdown equity, like Watson's up there. <laughs> so, yeah. And it could be to anyone. Like yeah. I'm okay starting any tight or Texans player that you think you have a shot at this mm-hmm. week. You want to start a tight end? Go for it. You want to start David Johnson? Go for it. Definitely starting Watson and the two receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to for them to get back on track. But next up, we've got Vegas at the Chargers. And uh, speaking of teams who have been violating COVID protocol, <laughs> uh, 
The Raiders got hit with a hefty uh, penalty for uh, repeated COVID violations. They lost. Yeah, man, a, they lost a sixth round pick, which yeah. is not you know the worst, but it's still you know, draft having those picks. Yeah, yeah, they were fined six hundred thousand, and Gruden was also fined uh, five hundred thousand. So yikes! Yeah, gotta follow your shit, guys. Gruden, like, Gruden wear your mask. If Mike McCarthy can come out and stretch that thing, come on, straight, man. Sorry. You know, then like Gruden, you can do it yeah. too. But isn't uh, but who's the come on, man? Guy? Is that Herm Edwards or who is that? Come on, man. Remember that. Was, was that was that Gruden? That uh, might be Herm Edwards. I think it's Herm Edwards. Yeah. I mixed them up. He's up on the podium. Yeah. For some reason, they like they merge together in my brain. <laughs> Tell you what, man. <laughs> they have like enough similarities, like. Speech wise, I think it might be it. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, Green wear your fucking mask. Um, so Brian Edwards is projected to be back. That's kind of a big boost. Or, yeah, and I'm also like, excited I had for it some, too. Uh, Brian Edwards whispers earlier in the week, and I'm like, yeah, but he's not even back yet. So that is very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. With um, no Desmond King there as sort of your second corner. Yeah, I so. I do also like so Jacobs. He didn't practice Thursday. He said that new things are doing a flop, but he also apparently was sick. So keep an eye on him if because like I had him as a banger, but like obviously you got to watch practice reports. Um, I think this game could be a shootout. This should be such a good game. I'm actually excited for the 4 p.m. games. Yeah, dude. At least two of them. Yeah, and they would all be good if you know injury wasn't in the way. But right now this is a pick 'em. It's 51 and a half over under. So like this should be. So I think this could be a good fantasy game. Um. Obviously, you know, close divisional game as far as like pace goes. Um, the Chargers play really fast, so Vegas has to play up to their pace. Um, pressure wise, we know the Raiders don't really, oh, the Raiders don't get like a ton of pressure. It's not bad, but their run D is pretty bad. Like, th- these aren't, these aren't like south defenses or anything. Um, and there's some injuries coming out, like with the Chargers, you said. Uh, I don't, let me check on Trent Brown because I think he might be back on the COVID list or something. I don't know. No way, really. Well, they gave him an iv last week that had an air bubble in it and he yeah. had to go to the hospital so he didn't die like come on that's like even i know that yeah so no, Tre- no Trent brown bubble. is back on the covid list now jesus that makes it even worse that gruden's not wearing a mask when his like they had to send like their line home because they all were potential covid risks yeah. like it's it's been in the building put your damn mask on mm-hmm. like fix your shit but um, all your so, shit, Get all your shit together. So, obviously, Jacobs gets a lot of touches. Waller is the main guy in the passing game most weeks. But aside from them, so there's Brian Edwards there. There's Henry Ruggs. Um, I, I mean, my my comment was, who is it in the passing game this week? Probably for both teams. Like, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes with both of these guys. So, I mean, Herbert should have a good game yeah. starting on the Chargers side. Herbert should do well. I I mean, I kind of like Mike Williams with Herbert. That's the connection that I really like. But, I mean, Keenan Allen has been super targeted. Yeah, so, like, Keenan I love Allen. Keenan Allen Great. this week. Like, he gets little Marcus Joyner in the slot. Like, <laughs> Woof. Woof, ba-woof. So, <laughs> I think Keenan Allen is just going to eat again and continue to eat. Um, I mean, like... Because after Keenan Allen, that's where the crapshoot kind of comes in for the Chargers. And, like, Michael Williams makes sense. He's definitely the next best guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hunter Henry is the one everyone's been kind of waiting on. He does get a really nice matchup this week. The Raiders have 
So I just want to keep saying every time Corey Littleton gets stuck on a tight end, he fucks it up. Like <laughs> he's so bad defending tight ends. So like Hunter Henry could get some easy looks against him. Um, like I, I think this game just probably like shoots out. Um, that's why I just kind of put Herbert as the banger to kind of encompass it. Um, yeah. But like, are you interested in um, Rugs Edwards on the other side? Man, I just got that Edwards feeling this week. But I, uh, I mean, I also like Renfro. <laughs> oh, I always forget about him and like Aguilar too. His matchup makes sense to me, uh, Renfro a little bit. But you know, ultimately, I'm expecting a good Jacobs, Carr, and Waller week with one probably one of those receivers. I, uh, man, I think I think Brian Edwards is going to be good. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, the, the divisional games that, like, go really high scoring, it's usually, like, the reliable guys and then, like, one other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, who's the other guy? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm saying Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really have no clue how I feel on those two, like, versus each other. But, I mean, I, I like, obviously, I like Brian Edwards a lot. Like, it'd be cool if he did well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they. I mean, the Chargers do still have Casey Hayward, who's good. That'll yeah. take Rugs out, for, I think, for a little bit, at yeah, least when he's good. on him. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Um, which means the other side of the field, you know, it, it's kind of who's on the other side of the field from Casey Hayward. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Michael, like Michael Davis, right? That's why they let uh, what's his name go? King. Uh, King. Yeah, because Michael Davis was playing over him. Mm. He's been playing the right side mostly in case he's Hayward's been playing the left side primarily. Mm. Okay. And so yeah, the slot the slot is definitely their weaker spot, like tends to Renfro mention. Yep. It's the one I, I think too. I can depend on the most as a safe or <laughs> He's dependable. He's dependable. Just real depend real dependable guy. guy. Coach's kid, high motors. <laughs> <laughs> you um, said uh Hayward's been on the right side. Um, what did I say? Hayward has been um he he's been on well defensive left, so defending right receivers mostly. Okay, so that I mean that would put him more on Edwards, technically. Gotcha. According to this depth chart I'm looking at. Gotcha. I mean like Michael Davis has been good too. Like he's 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 been on defensive right covering left receivers. Like they've both been solid. Um, the other thing is the Chargers running game that yes. I think has a really good matchup. So, yeah, that's a place we have not gotten to. Um, yeah. I'm I'm on the Justin Jackson train fully. Yeah. Because uh, Joshua Kelly um, has kind of had some struggles lately, and Tremaine Pope got playing time over him, so I'm kind of not invested in Joshua Kelly anymore this year, probably. Um he could turn it around, but right now, like I'm definitely like I have I have both of them in my homer league, and I will be starting Justin Jackson. Yeah, he got 17 carries last week, so and yeah, he got five targets, so that's 22 opportunities. So he's, he's getting a lot of looks in the passing game. Yeah, and nice. yeah, good good run matchup. We obviously you know we know how every, anyone who's listened to this more than once knows we like Justin Jackson, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. Kind of saving their lives is kind of funny, just because like I, I knew we were gonna agree there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he might be a banger too. But Jake Jacks, 
Jake Jacks. Like if if this game like goes low, like him having a good game could be like as far as like if this game is not a shootout, kind of stays a little more like reasonable. Like him having a good game could be a part of that, I think. But, and yeah, and even if it doesn't, like he gets receiving work. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if if they end up behind, he's you know dump off central. So speaking of uh, getting behind, we've got Dallas uh, hosting Pittsburgh next. <laughs> this would have been a good game had we had Dak, but you know um, we Why? don't. We've got um, Cooper Rush, maybe. It's either him or I forget who the other option was. Something Gilbert, Garrett yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert yeah. right now is technically ahead of him on the depth chart. Yeah, because the Ben DiNucci experience lasted a week, um, and then Dalton, after recovering from his concussion. Uh, or like you know, resume, like continuing his concussion recovery is on the COVID list. So, I was watching the Rich Eisen show, which I love the Rich Eisen show, <laughs> um, and they brought up a fun little, completely irrelevant stat. But uh, Garrett Gilbert's dad has been in five Super Bowls hmm. and lost all five of them. Can was you he guess? on the Bills? Yep. <laughs> when you say in in multiple Super Bowls and lost them. I just assume Bills. Yeah, like he hit... a backup quarterback, I think, for the Bills. And like the arrow uh, lines, right, too. Yep. So he's been a backup in five Super Bowls and has lost all five. Which is completely irrelevant, but just fun. And, you know, that's totally the Rich Eisen show coming was, up with that. Which was he was with um, another team for one of those? I thought the Bills like lost four in a row. Yes, he was with another team. I don't remember I don't know who it was. That he Gale. was with. It might have been Gale. the Patriots. Man, that would kind of suck. Like as a backup quarterback, you're just kinda of hoping like to get that little that ring. It's hilarious. Gail Gilbert. Say oh Chargers. He was Boston. in he was a backup for the Seahawks, Bills, and Chargers. <laughs> to be funny. he was in five consecutive. So it was consecutive. I didn't know that. It was it... five consecutive Super Bowl teams as a backup and lost all five of so them. So Hear me out. Maybe, maybe he was the bad luck charm. Maybe. So that could be passed on to Garrett Gilbert. So Dallas's fate depends on him not. Or well, actually, no. Maybe he needs to start though, because if he's the backup, that's the bad luck. Maybe, dude. I will say that every Steelers fan is calling an upset here, because this is quintessential Steelers like go in and lose to a bad team week after yeah. looking really good. The, the only thing is this team is so bad now that I don't think it's possible. The Cowboys are so dreadful, it's almost impossible to envision like the the Steelers losing. Yeah, they're onto quarterback number three slash four, onto yeah. lineman numbers, whatever. Like Their defense is bad. Like Everything about them is bad. Yeah, there's zero chance they win. But that's the kind of game the Steelers lose. Is the game where we say there's no way they would lose. Well, no, like. But this is like ultimate. Yeah, I feel like the the 90 to 95 range. This is like the 99% like confidence thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because now, see, Pittsburgh is a 14 point favorite, uh, 42 implied total. So, yeah, pretty uh, gross game we've got on our hands here. Um, I see you've got James Conner. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. They, don't, I mean, they do not makes, want to use him in the red zone, though. That's the only like blow with James Conner. 
Yeah, I mean, I just figure that the game's kind of out of reach the moment it starts, so Connor should just get a healthy volume. Um, we think one of the Steelers' wide receivers will pop off because they realistically only one will really need to. I feel like I feel like I'm leaning Claypool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have Juju, and I'm pretty hesitant to start him because he, they don't really need him this week. He's kind of a necessity receiver. Like, when they need to play well, they'll use him. Because, uh, like, because Deontay Johnson left the Week 9 game and returned, but he wouldn't really do anything. Like, I don't know. Like, I assume we'll be active this week, but, like, they they, they could easily arrest him. Like, <laughs> as, like, you know, crazy as that sounds, like, they probably don't, like, need him. Like, yeah, they could start Mason Rudolph and still win. That would be hilariously bad. That would make it so much more fair. <laughs> but, like, this defense could get them close to the total. Like, I don't know. Like... A yeah. defensive touchdown seems imminent here, but I think Clay, I think like against the bad teams, Claypool is probably uh, the pick. He's a mismatch too; like uh, he's just bigger than everyone. He is. Um, he's significantly yeah. larger than uh, Anthony Brown. Yeah, say everyone on the Cowboys that would yeah. be covering him because yeah, because Trayvon Diggs is pretty big, but he's not that great. <laughs> He'll probably be on Juju. Maybe because, well, because Juju, like I said, mostly slot. I think he'll get Jordan Lewis primarily. Is he mostly slot? Juju or Jordan Lewis? Both are. Juju. Yeah, they, they've, had, they've had him in the slot like 80% of the time this year. Because they, they, put, they put like Claypool, Deontay, Washington all on the outside. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, if you have Juju, it's hard to sit him, but like it's. It's like the Pensy you have. like. Yeah. Cause like and like I'm I guess I'm looking at like my leagues like I've got one where you know it's either him or like I could put in like Dobbins or like Wayne Gallman over him in PPR I'm like that feels weird but like I kind of get like Gallman there depending on like if I'm favored or not like if I'm an underdog I probably still play Juju but yeah Juju so and I am an underdog now because Devontae Adams went out and got 33.3 points so and, it did pretty well yeah. He did. That's pretty good. Um, so this game's going to be a crush, crushing defeat for Dallas. Uh, Which uh, will be the one 4 o'clock game I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Probably not watching. Because next up we've got, I think, our only disagreement here in uh, mm-hmm. Miami at Arizona. So I've got Miami. You've got Arizona. Yep. Um, I'm going to give my case for Miami. And Go then for it. I will take your rebuttal. So... Miami's past has been a fair amount better since they've gotten their corners back and they've been getting a good amount of pressure. Now, I, the stipulation is the contain on Murray. That's always the tough part. We know this is a Brian Flores team, which former, you know, Patriot disciple. And we see a lot of those guys also run, you know, cover zeros and have susceptibility to running quarterbacks. But I think the past game struggles for Kyler might outweigh any of his rushing ability. Um, because I think I think Miami themselves puts up a really good passing game. Um, Arizona's pretty weak um, in the uh, their pass defense. Like Pat Beat hasn't been the same. All that. Um, it, Tua didn't need to do much last week, but I mean he had some pretty good moments. Obviously he had like his you know rookie fuck up. That's gonna happen to a lot of rookies in the first start. But he had that really nice throw to Parker in the end zone. He looked at he looked at Preston Williams' way a lot. So I mean I, I think this will be a good close game, but I'm taking Miami. Uh, to pull this out okay i like a couple of those points there i do think that uh the 
Cardinals offense has struggled a little bit. Kyler throws a good amount of picks. They're playing a strong secondary. There's just a few things that are tipping the favor to me for Arizona, which I took Miami to beat the Rams last week. So I think Miami's a very good team. Their defense is a lot better with all of the free agent additions they had in the offseason. Like, Mm -hmm. they're a good team. However, (laughs) this is uh, in a few ways – there's there's a few really like key narratives here. The first is that this is kind of a like Big Brother Kyler week for Tua. Like <laughs> Kyler has to outplay Tua this week personally. Like I think he yeah. like need, he like needs to for his own pride because he's the second year guy. Tua's the new guy, and I actually think Tua's Arizona's secondary puts up a really good showing. So I was on Miami's defense last week. I still like Miami's defense, but I'm really on Arizona's defense this week. I like um, Buda Baker, man. He's a really big playmaker there as at free safety. I think he picks off to, uh, I think two has a rough game. Um, this is probably the game where they have to see what two has actually got because last week they didn't really use two a, a whole lot. They didn't really need to. But I think this is a lot closer of a game, and it falls a lot more on Tua's shoulders this week. And I don't know if he's completely ready for that responsibility. Um, Personally, I'm voting that he's not this week. I don't like. I don't think he's ready yet to beat a team like the Cardinals. Um, They're also out with. They don't have Miles Gaskin, um, which you know my Arizona's run D isn't great. But not having Gaskin, that kind of stinks. I'm not sure who they're starting. If it's probably Matt Breida. Yeah, so like Matt Breida is like his health is up in the air right now too. So it could be like some combination of Jordan Howard and DeAndre Washington. So not not a great running back core there. That is that right. is a concern. Yeah, and that yeah, especially I don't know for me here. I I mean I think Kyler runs a lot. I think mm-hmm. Kyler gets a lot of rushing downs. And at the end of the day, I'm going to take D Hop to beat. Miami's secondary when it's crunch time. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm definitely not saying like sit DeAndre Hopkins or anything. Like, I think he'll be fine. I'm just, and honestly, like these quarterbacks, like after here, like listen to you, like these quarterbacks could have like very similar passing lines where it's like three touchdowns, two picks. <laughs> it, no, exactly. We get a lot of this from Kyler, but um, yeah. So I, the other like big thing is that I wanted to just mention real quickly is last week the Rams. They outgained the Dolphins by 300 yards. They did, like, yeah. We were talking about that. That was so weird. The, I mean, they absolutely, like, it was like 400 yards to 150 or so. Like, it was not even close. You would completely expect a reverse score there. Um, but they had all the turnovers. Yeah, and, the defensive plays. And, like, yeah, Miami had yep. to do nothing. Special teams coming in clutch. It's hard for that to repeat, generally speaking, like, special teams to have you know, two really good weeks in a row like that because obviously Arizona is going to focus on that a lot in practice. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the amount of yards they gave up last week and the kind of game script they had, Cardinals coming off of a bye, I am uh, locking in on Arizona. Ooh. Locking them. Oh, man. Locking in on Arizona yeah. this week. Yep. Yeah. So one one piece we haven't mentioned from this game that I think is important is uh, Chase Edmonds. Um, oh, I do. Yeah. I do have him as a banger, despite my belief that Miami wins, because he is a very capable pass catching back. So, 
him having a good day doesn't solely depend on him having a good running total. And also, you know, the Miami run is bad. Um, Arizona runs a lot of plays. And it's part of my like for the Miami passing game is they have to play up to the Cardinals pace. So they'll be getting more work than usual. But um, yeah, so Chase Edmonds in a really good spot. It's just him in the backfield because I assume Drake's still out. So, but this is going to be like a very interesting game. I'm excited for this one, honestly. Yeah, I assume Drake will be out another week. Yeah, we're gonna. It's one of those. It's one of those games like we talked about last week with Vegas and uh, Cleveland, where um, we find out a lot about these two teams in this game. Uh huh. Because there's two teams who are like we think are solid, and like we think the Cardinals are pretty good, but they've had some cracks. We said Miami be pretty up and down, so like we're gonna. I think having them face off is a nice, gonna be a nice telling story for us. Yeah, no, this is one of my favorite games of the week. I'm mm-hmm. super looking forward to it. Yeah. I want to see Kyler step up and have a good game against a really good defense. Yeah, right now the over-under has gone to 49, and Arizona's favored by 4.5, so. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I expected it to be relatively close, yeah. Um, so next up we've got our Sunday night bout of New Orleans at Tampa, and we both took New Orleans first time around. I think we're both taking Tampa this time around. Yep. Yep, we both took New Orleans the first time. We kind of thought, like, Tampa wouldn't be all put together yet. We were right. <laughs> Tampa, Tampa is pretty put together now. Together now yep. <laughs> and we will be taking Tampa. Yeah, because even if they don't have Godwin back, they do have AB. Um, yep. So as of uh, while we've been recording, um, I, I saw a little bit that came up that Godwin is expected to play. Okay. This week, at least that's what Arians said. Arians expects him to play. So. Yeah, he's like, we need to see if he can catch a ball yet. <laughs> yeah, a thumb problem. Yeah, um, I'm assuming he wouldn't start him if he couldn't. So I'm um, all in on Godwin. CJ Gardner Johnson is not good. Yeah. Does he go by CJ or Chauncey now? I don't know if it matters. I, don't know. But, I just uh, put CJ GJ. <laughs> dude, the fucking thing with Javon Wims last week was hilarious, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! It just like hits him in the helmet and just he just stands there. Like, he just stands there like the fuck. <laughs> yeah, like as you should react to someone trying to hit you if you have a helmet on. Like, I love that he didn't even get mad at first. He was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, because he he like pulled Wims's mouthpiece earlier out or something, because uh, it's like only little like the strings you can grab. And so Wims came back, pulled his mouthpiece, and swatted him. I'm like, uh, what? I'm like, are you trying to just get yourself ejected? Because you're doing a great job. Oh, so stupid. Yeah. So I wonder if Marshawn Lattimore will stay on Evans the whole game or move around, play. Like, I, I don't know what they'll have him do just because, you know, we obviously love the Evans Lattimore uh, showdowns. Mm-hmm. He generally stays on Evans, I think. Yeah. Which I think he just enjoys it too much at this point. Yeah, because he's done a pretty good job of uh, shadowing Evans in the past. Yeah. Shutting him down. He, I mean, Evans has still had some good weeks. but yeah, and Lattimore hasn't been as good this week. This is one of the worst Lattimore years. You know, up, yep. down, up, down. Um, okay. So for the, uh, yeah, I have him in a league, and I've, I'm, I'm unsure about him. I'm still deciding between, like, him and, like, Mike Williams. But, um, mm-hmm. so, Bucks passing game should do well. Um, that's, New Orleans is a pass funnel, especially, like, you know, like I mean, even their secondary has been rough too and like they've been batting its head ends it's just like the whole pass game honestly not like specifically so i see yeah. you have gronk here he makes sense yeah. running back wise like i'm not really that into rojo i see you kind of wrote Fournette down like hitting a pass work for him yep pass gotcha. work that's why yeah, that's why i have Fournette. i think he gets passing work gotcha 
But so Saints side though, uh, obviously Kamara you use him every week. Yeah. Um, like is my do, do, do my Michael Thomas like uh, <laughs> is he back? Is Thomas in? I think he's he's been partially practicing, partially participating this week. So like I think he'll be back. I put here if Michael Thomas doesn't play, this goes from like modest loss to bloodbath because if there's no Michael Thomas, like the Buccaneers should roll them. Yeah, like I'm just the thing is like their secondary is so good they can just like kind of put a lot of effort into shutting down Michael Thomas. Yep. Because I don't think uh, Emmanuel Sanders is back yet, is he? Damn, still no. No, I think he's back. Oh, is he? Because he actually got COVID and was having symptoms. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, as of Wednesday, they said he's been activated. Um, okay. Yeah, because like keeping track of whether they get it or are just on the list is a difference. Because like Will Hernandez, I think I saw got it. Ooh. And so, like that—that that matters for like how soon they can get back. Because if they actually get it, they have to be out for X amount of time, for and whatever amount of positive tests. So, but I don't like—I'm not like excited about any Saints. No, I'm really not. I—I uh, I mean, it's a divisional matchup, so like it should still stay like a fairly competitive game. But I mean, the Buccaneers just look too good right now. Yeah, like I mean. Camara in the passing game should be really good because we saw kind of when Colby got somewhere last week and look okay up the middle. Like, I know that they're obviously way different, but like Wayne Gallman, his the stuff, the areas where he's decent are the areas where Camara smashes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, on Antonio Brown, with Godwin in, I am not as high on Brown this week. But my thing with uh, AB is that he. Is an asshole, um, but yep. he <laughs> he's been practicing with Brady for a while now, and they were practicing in the off season. So as far as like getting a connection from quarterback to receiver, I think it's already like a really good connection, like the way they both play and the kind of like reception monster that AB can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like with Godwin in, I don't know if I love it this week, but I think. Quite frankly, Antonio Brown is going to come out of the gate pretty good, yeah. which I don't usually take the first game in, like, player to have a good connection with the QB, but they've been practicing. I didn't play, they were playing during quarantine. Like, they were practicing, like, probably not the smartest move, but uh, he, I, he's probably going to have a good game. Yeah, like, like, we saw the one Patriots game. He did well, like, I'm sure they're gonna like. I think they've said they have like. He's probably gonna be limited, but they have plays for him kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. so, and he has been officially reinstated too. Yep. But yeah, Somehow. They, have, they say they yeah they pretty much have said they have like a package or Arians said they have like a package for AB for when he's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, probably lower snap counts in general, but I mean, when he's on the field, I assume he'll be yeah. pretty involved. Yeah. Yeah, but lastly, we've got uh, a kind of gross Monday night game: New England at the Jets. Who put this on Monday night? Um, For some reason. Yeah, I mean, so Cam, and that's it. Yeah, I guess. Um, any uh, only other thought I had was like Damian Harris, because like I assume they'll just try to run all over these guys, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I put at the bottom here. It might be a Damian Harris week. That that kind of makes the most sense to me. I mean, you can run on the Jets. You can throw on the Jets. Yeah, because um, I mean, it's, I think it's still Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers. 
And I, I don't know yeah. if Isaiah Ford can play yet, but like... I don't think he can play yet. Yeah. So like the only receiver I would have some interest in would be like maybe Jacoby Myers if you're desperate. But yeah, it's not ideal. Like I think Cam just has a lot of running room today. Or not today yep. on Monday. Like it's gross. Yeah. So this is a game that fantasy wise I basically want no part of. Yeah. With the exception of Cam. And that's, I mean, so both of these teams are kind of in tank mode. I mean, you can say the Patriots aren't if you're in denial, but like they're in tank mode. And neither team can really afford to win if they want to get a higher draft pick. Uh, Cause the jets are trying to have the number one pick. They can't win. Um, Cause Jacksonville still only has one win and new England has two wins. So they don't really want to win either. Uh, this is such a gross game. Yeah. I do want to, my, one of my things kind of for the Jets side is keep an eye on Stefan Gilmore. Cause he missed with a knee thing. And also, like, they're trying to trade him. So, like, they may hold him out <laughs> cautiously anyway. Yeah. So, like, because if he's not playing, then, like, Mims becomes a little more exciting. But A little more. But we also don't know if Darnold's playing. Darnold has yeah. a shoulder injury in there. He's trying to play through it. I don't understand why. They should just sit him. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like that, man. So dumb. Yeah, I'd like... I, whatever. <laughs> just sit Darnold. Put in Flacco, secure the tank, go 0-16, fire Gase, hire Biennemi, get Trevor Lawrence, acquire 2022 picks. They're good. Yeah, they're stacking up the picks like you talked about. So can you can you go through your theory on uh, their game plan real quick? Oh, yeah. So that's something that uh, I have not actually heard anyone talk about this. This is something that I noticed. Um, Joe Douglas for the Jets. First of all, I love him. He's the only hope I have for the organization at this point, which is, you know what, a good GM, that makes a big difference. So I'm very excited for his future here with the Jets. Joe Douglas is acquiring a ton of picks for 2022. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a really good reason for that. He's planning ahead. First of all, we are going to have a complete shit show of a draft in 2021 because tons of college players were not able to play this year. Evaluating talent is going to be really hard for people that declare and didn't have seasons to go off of. Um, it's going to be a total crapshoot. So the one guy that they can kind of bank on that are like the, you know, I should say the guys they can are the quarterbacks that are going in the very early stages of the draft next year, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence, and mm -hmm. then you got Justin Fields and whatnot. So I think the Jets' plan right now is to get Lawrence and acquire a lot of picks for 2022. All of the reports are saying 2022 will be a really stacked draft, which makes sense because you're going to have a lot of players that didn't get to play this year that might just come back to college so they can showcase themselves a little bit more. Yeah, or like the ones people take chances on, like maybe they didn't get to see enough and they're like, oh shit, we fucked up. Right, but like with all reports saying 2021's not a super great draft class as a whole and 2022's supposed to be really good, he's stocking up for the future. He, uh, Avery Williamson, he got a 2022 pick. Jamal Adams, he got a first for next year, but he also got a first for 2022 and a third for 2022. So they've got already another first third and fifth in 2022 yeah. loading so up I, uh, yeah i think the plan right now is you know you're gonna suck and get lawrence and it's gonna be a weird draft 2021 but you're gonna go into 2022 hopefully with 
a little bit of semblance of whether or not Lawrence is the guy and a ton of picks mm-hmm. to build around him for the future. So they're in tank mode with next year being rebuild mode. And I expect that to continue. Uh, but that makes me excited because it means to me that Joe Douglas is thinking mm-hmm. and planning. And planning. <laughs> yeah. And so like with <laughs> Gaze, like they're probably just keeping him to preserve the tank slash. There's no reason to bring in a new coach now because he probably just paired him with a new quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, they, if they thought Darnold was the guy, but Gase was not the guy, then I think they would get a new coach to start working with Darnold for the future. But I mm-hmm. think they're already accepting that he will be traded. Yeah. At the end of the season, Darnold, that is. Been around uh, Darnold. So there's no real reason to build a rapport there with a new coach. Um, what else was I going to say? <sighs> You don't have to, man. It's okay if it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It always just hurts. But yeah, I mean... So Existence is pain. You might as well keep Gase at this point. I, you know, that was it. I, like, they asked, you know, Joe, Joe Douglas, do you think Gase is part of the solution moving forward? He said, yes, absolutely, I do. Well, that's pretty vague because, to me, part of the solution <laughs> is the Gase to go 0-16. Yeah. <laughs> which he is a vital part of that. Next level, the big brain tank. <laughs> Come on, big brain. Oh, man. But So I'm I'm excited for the Jets in 2022. I hey. won't be probably until then, but... Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, gotta get this I do have hope. Thing. Right. <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. And true. Sorry for your loss, but... It's okay. It'll eventually be your game, maybe? We'll see. Hopefully they can execute the tank properly. I mean, his draft picks this year have been good. Yeah, no, my Miami properly executed the tank. So yeah. see if uh, the Jets do as well. But um, as we were all waiting for the Jets to turn around, might be a bit, we will also be uh, watching. I, mean, I was gonna, I was trying to make a jump there, but my brain lost the jump. We'll be back next week. We won't be gone as long as the Jets. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> I said, hopefully we can get our, our, rev- our review in next week because, like I said, Coming into review on Friday just feels a little weird. Yeah, say, were there any, like, big things you wanted to mention real quickly from last week that you thought were really important for the season going forward? Yeah, Um, the games here. I'm looking through right now myself. Um, Yeah, I mean, one of my key matchups to watch is just how does the Bills' running game progress? Does John Moss improve their run game efficiency? I think he does. I still don't think they're great at run blocking, but I think he helps them out a little bit. Um, Titans defense is dreadful. Um, uh, I'll also say the golf is kind of dreadful sometimes. Um, the there were so the Raiders Browns game ended up being a very like low scoring game because of the weather, but the Raiders did pull it out, which that's kind of their element. <laughs> I'm in my element. I'm like, in my element. Yeah, that's that. Um, <laughs> The Denver comeback impressed me, I would say. Denver's been putting together some wins uh, with Drew Locke back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I still don't think they're a suit, like a serious contender by any means, but, you know, they look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hot. that's like, I saw that and I'm like, fuck, what I thought about the Falcons this week. But um, I always feel that when I think about the Falcons, unfortunately, at least lately. Um, but thankfully, they're not the only uh, people blowing leads in Georgia. So on that note... Uh, <laughs> We will uh, be back next week, and thank you for tuning in.